It is Tuesday, December 10th, 2019. Today is Human Rights Day. I'm Todd Maffin from EngageQ Digital. Today, how do you get your closed Facebook ad account reopened? In at least one case, apparently by bribing an employee there. A primer on last action attribution, what it is and why you shouldn't trust it. Facebook launches its new creative hub, is very pretty and kind of non-functional. And I have found a really solid tool that will help you find your next influencer partner on TikTok. Here's what you missed today in digital marketing. You have a thousand bucks. You spend 500 of it on Facebook ads and 500 of it on Reddit ads. Which campaign will perform better? Well, the evil geniuses at Agora Pulse's social media lab did that experiment recently. On Reddit, they targeted the following interests. Business, podcasts, computing, and virtual reality. And on Facebook, where ad targeting is a little stronger, they focus on interests like Post Planner, Sprout Social, Social Media Examiner, and Buffer. Each ad ran for 10 days and was spread apart by 30 days. One of these two completely dominated the other. And I will tell you which at the end of this episode. When's the last time you searched for something, clicked an ad, and purchased immediately? Maybe never. That's the hypothesis of a great piece this morning on marketingland.com, which suggests it's time that we digital marketers stop using last-click attribution when reporting on our Google ad campaigns. Quoting the article, often people are searching on multiple devices and do extensive browsing and research before making a purchase. As Google continues to push automated bid strategies like maximize conversions maximize conversion value, and target return on ad spend, just to name a few, using non-last-click attribution becomes even more important, unquote. Attribution windows are critically important to understanding what marketing efforts were actually responsible for your online sale. If this is all new to you, here's an example. So you sell widgets online. For the last two weeks, some guy named Dave has been seeing your widget ads every day on Facebook, sometimes twice a day. He becomes intimately familiar with your widgets and the fact that your company sells them. And then, on the 15th day, he searches for widgets in Google, sees your Google ad there, clicks it, and buys your widget. So, which platform gets credit for the sale? Facebook? Of course. Your Facebook ad served as top funnel, educating him, making him aware of your brand, warming him up. How about the Google ad? Of course. He saw your ad and clicked it and then bought. That's attribution. Which ad do we attribute to the sale? And it is really, really important you have a clear understanding of it if you're going to do digital marketing at all in any depth or at any scale. The Marketing Land article is excellent and talks about the Model Comparison Tool report in Google Analytics. That tool looks at historical data and can roughly estimate how many widgets the platforms would report you'd have sold if you had used a different attribution model. You'll find a link to the article in this episode's notes. Facebook has launched a new version of its Creative Hub. It's pretty, a little easier to use, but still missing some really important things. First of all, what is Creative Hub? It is a tool inside your Facebook business manager that lets you mock up ad creatives so you can see what they look like. If you've ever created an ads in the full ads manager, you'll know that it'll show you previews of what your ad will look like in the different placements. Creative Hub is a sort of scaled-down version of that preview system. The idea is that you can set up what the ads will look like and then send it off for approval by your brand manager or client or whatever. Problem is, this new Creative Hub doesn't appear to have any way to send it off for approval. Or if it does, I certainly couldn't find it. 
No preview links to email anyone. No way to save a PDF of the ads. I know, I know, but hey, lots of people still prefer PDFs. I think the way Facebook wants you to use it is to give anyone who needs access to the previews access at the business manager level, which yeah, I know, I get, is probably the proper way to do this, but come on. Sometimes we just need a quick link to get our boss to sign off on. Anyway, the new hub does look better. You can see side-by-side previews of all the placements, and you can transfer the mock-ups right into Ads Manager to set them up as campaigns a little faster. It does seem to be a little buggy. An image I uploaded previewed just fine as an Instagram story, but that same image didn't render at all in the Facebook story preview, even though they are basically the same format. For now, luckily, if you decide to try the hub, there is a link to switch back to the old hub. If you've ever lined up social media content for your brand or your clients, you'll know that sometimes the link preview just looks stupid. The image is wrong. The description text is a mess. Used to be we could just click in there and change it to whatever we wanted. Well, Facebook took that ability away. So we all switched to using image posts and putting a link in the text. Problem is, click-through rates for images are 82% lower than link posts. That is a lot of clicks that you are leaving on the table. That's where ShareKit comes in. It's kind of like magic. You paste your link on their site where you can edit the image or link title or description and then use that link on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or wherever. It only takes about 10 seconds and your users never know the difference. They just end up on the site they expect to. Plus, ShareKit will let you view statistics for every link. And this, I think, is the best part. You can actually A-B test different versions of the title, description, and image. Try doing that on organic Facebook posts. Only for listeners of this podcast, they are offering 50% off their agency plan for your first three months. Try it for free without a credit card at sharekit.io slash today. That's sharekit.io slash today. Pinterest today launched a trends tool that reveals the top searches for the last year. Perhaps even better, it'll show you when specific search terms were peaking on their site, if you want to track seasonality of trends. Among the trends for 2019, pampered pets, so things like cat resorts, pet fashion, and goat playhouses. Also up there, the 90s decade, so things like scrunchies and grunge fashion. And apparently everything to do with space was really popular. Galaxy makeup, things with the NASA logo on it, and space-themed crafts. You will find a link to the full Pinterest report in this episode's notes. While it's not quite the buzzword it used to be, say this time last year, influence marketing is still a thing, of course, and some digital marketers are casting a close look at TikTok, the upstart mobile app that's sort of a musical cross between Snapchat and Vine. And an interesting new web app has sprung up that lets you search for top influencers on the platform. It's at influencegrid.com. And I have to say, it's one of the best database implementations I have ever seen in this space. You can narrow it down by country, then by topic, then by audience size of the influencer. But follower account is not everything. So you can then sort the resulting list by average views or even engagement percentages, which is probably the most important one to look at. And when you click on a creator whose numbers you like, you get a whole whack of other numbers, like how many videos they post on average each day, how many comments they get per video and so on. One thing to note, the data is only refreshed every 20 days. Again, you can find it at influencegrid.com. 
Some breaking news here. Just as I was wrapping up recording this episode, BuzzFeed reported that Facebook has fired an employee for allegedly taking bribes to reactivate ad accounts that had been banned because of policy violations. Those bribes come from what BuzzFeed calls, quote, a shady affiliate marketer. Quoting BuzzFeed, the employee was paid to reactivate ad accounts connected to Ads Inc., a San Diego-based marketing firm BuzzFeed News previously revealed, was running a sophisticated Facebook scam that involved placing more than $50 million in ads that typically made false claims about celebrities. The ads were part of a scheme that tricked consumers into signing up for an expensive monthly subscription for a product that was initially marketed as a free trial. In the summer of 2018, a Facebook employee identified in chats as Ryan made a deal with the company. The employee agreed to be paid an initial $5,000 fee and a possible monthly retainer of $3,000 to reactivate ad accounts that had been shut down due to violations. A former Ads Inc. employee told BuzzFeed the company had more than one person inside Facebook who would turn ads back on for a fee. And on that depressing news, we go to the lightning round. Some bugs on the platforms. Sprout Social's paid social reports and advanced listening tools were down a bit yesterday, but should be back up now. Over at Hootsuite, they're having trouble publishing to LinkedIn, affecting both profiles and pages. At the time I recorded today's episode, the problems are a little bit better, but apparently still there. Twitter has released its top list for 2019. The most used emoji, that smiley that is laughing so hard it's crying. This may come as a shock, but the poop emoji did not make the top 10 list. In the UK, Sky News reports political ads are disappearing from Facebook ads library. Quoting Sky, ads from the Conservatives, Brexit Party, and Liberal Democrats, as well as local parties and candidates, no longer appear. A search for Boris Johnson now claims the Prime Minister's page has spent £181 since November 8th. In fact, it has spent over £90,000. And finally, as for the Reddit versus Facebook matchup, Agorapulse spent 50 bucks on each and found that Reddit outperformed in nearly every metric, and not by a little. Impressions were nearly 500% higher for the same budget. Clicks were 70% higher on Reddit. And the cost per click, 42% lower than Facebook. So there you go. Big platforms aren't always the best. I have fallen deeply into a Stardew Valley rabbit hole. My YouTube page is nothing but tips on the game now. That is how deep I've gotten. Please send help. In the meantime, if your brand could use some help with your social media content, engagement, or digital marketing, check out our agency at EngageQ.com. And follow me on social. Links to my channels and our agency are in this episode's description. I'm Todd Maffin. See you tomorrow. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.